0: Hi friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Per Beautiful podcast. During the hour before the sacred assembly began, a group of us were walking around the Abbeville Square and the surrounding streets praying over the event. And the Lord directs each of us in different ways. And so, for me, after I had finished walking Around the square and praying over all of the doors, I ran into my friend Paul Van Hosen and I was so happy to see him. And he had been doing uh, a Paul Van Hosen thing, something else. And he said, Amy, do you know where the marker is for Anthony Crawford? So here's the story of Anthony Crawford. Back in 1916, he was a prosperous African-American cotton grower, and he was offered about 35 cents on the dollar for his crop. And he owned something like, it was over 400 acres of land. And if you have to just imagine what that was like at that time, I would have a strong suspicion that he never was able to buy any of those acres at anything like fair market value. So the challenge of amassing 400 or so acres is already an astonishing feat. And so <laughs> beautiful that he was able to do that. And on Friday morning, I ran into one of the residents there in Abbeyville, and Michael was going around sharing about what had happened back in 1916. So as he understands it, he Uh, there was an, maybe not a physical altercation, but an, an angry discussion around, no, I'm not going to sell you my crop at 35 cents on the dollar. So no. And so this unsavory purchaser went and riled up the town folk. You can imagine the kinds of horrible things that were said. And As best they can understand, probably the law enforcement officers, in an attempt to actually keep Anthony Crawford safe, they um, put him in the local jail. And in some ways, that makes sense, right? Like, there's armed people to guard him, but unfortunately, it sounds like something like a mob of about 300 showed up at the jail, pulled him out did all manner of horrible things to him, including dragging his body around the court square and then, um, symbolically hung him up and shot him, shot the, the body with 300 bullets. So kind of like horror upon horror. And that wasn't the only African American who was lynched. I think that was one of perhaps, I had read somewhere nine on the historical marker. I think it said seven in that county. But something like 4,000 men or people that that happened to throughout the South. So, oh, it's making me cry a little bit. Oh, Jesus, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. So that was 107 years ago. And in 2016, the family of Anthony Crawford put up a historical marker on the square. And just to tell a little bit of his story, and my understanding is that after he was killed, what Michael said was that his family fled town, which makes sense. It would not have been safe for them at that point. And at that point, also all of the African-American owned businesses were basically shut down in Abbeville County. And yeah, There is so much injustice in the world. Yeah, Lord, we just ask for a restoration for the things that are bad. Thank you, Jesus. Um, So there's a historical marker, and it's it's very respectful. It's very honoring. And my understanding is that at different times there have been uh, repentance uh, asked for and offered between the African-American and the white communities there, between the believers, also at the governmental level. But what I heard was that that had never happened at the business level uh, in Abbeville County, because in truth, this was a business matter, right? It wasn't actually, I mean, on the one hand, yes, it was racial, but the instigating factor was the fact that you had a successful African-American businessman, And so the Tuesday before the sacred assembly, there's a prayer meeting at the one thing prayer house. And there's usually 35 or 40 people that show up at 6am that one Tuesday morning a month in order to pray, which how precious is that? It's beautiful. And, And that particular morning, they had gone around and said their names. And one of the women there said, wait a minute, I'm sorry, did you say that your last name is Crawford? And the man said, yes, I did. And she said, was Anthony Crawford your grandfather, your great-grandfather? And indeed he was. And so Stevie Crawford had been prompted by the Lord to return to this county. Just like that was his first meeting. He had um, met, I forget now, he had met a believer um, in the area and they had, um, he had been invited to come to this prayer meeting. And so he had shown up on Tuesday and the, the group that was doing the prayer had said, or they had prepared water for a foot washing, but they didn't know why. (laughs) And then when they found out who he was, they said, Oh, this is why it's because we need to wash your feet. And so they had this beautiful time of repentance. And there was also an actual ability of the, whether they were ancestors of those who had lived in the county or simply just um, proxy representatives, the opportunity to say, will you forgive me? And then to receive the forgiveness. Yes, I forgive you. Which is just, oh, the Lord is so good. And so it was our pleasure as Workplace Paralive. Live to welcome Stevie Crawford to all three days of Workplace for Our Lives. We got to enjoy his company on Friday and on Saturday. And then on Sunday, he was one who prayed over our assembly. And so it was a powerful, powerful time. But before that, it was time to pray throughout the the surroundings. So I'm going to share more about that in the next episode. Jesus you are so good in the ways that you roll back the things that have been painful for generations. We are grateful, Lord. We give you praise. Amen.